Hey everyone, Heather Loves Horror here, and I was just going to let you know that this episode's a little bit different since once again it's coming from a different podcast, this one Pillar of Thriller, and I hope that you enjoy it. What's up, fuckers? There it is. All right. So here we are today. I'm very, very excited about this one. Um, This podcast is special because we have a special guest, and her name is Heather. We've been talking about her all week. I've been looking forward to this podcast all week. I've been texting him. Um, If you guys don't already know, her Instagram handle is Heather underscore loves underscore horror um great stuff on our page go check it out um you'll see when we get to talk with her just she's got a real wide um range of knowledge when it comes to horror really loves the genre like we do um so we're gonna have some really fun and good interactions with her today on the podcast um we're gonna talk about kind of some of the stuff she's been participating in like her own podcast um a short film that she participated in during covid um, and then talk about her page and her love for horror in general. Um, so we'll also be talking about Hereditary. This is our Hereditary episode also, and we thought no better episode to have her on um, than to talk about Hereditary and talk about Ari Aster and just dive into that movie with us. Yeah. Um, get another um, get another person in there really that loves the genre to talk about such a good horror installment that's come out the last few years. She's so knowledgeable, guys. I mean, she knows a lot. Even I, just from the few texts that like I, I texted with her about the movie, um, she seems like she and like just, just likely because like you'll see why she's very knowledgeable. As soon as she pops up on this screen, you're gonna see a background full of movies that she has. Mm-hmm. So that it only makes sense that she's knowledgeable about uh, this type of shit. So yeah. Um, so let's before, let's talk about our sponsors. Yeah. That don't pay us. Pay us. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to just bring up, before we bring her on, we're going to talk about, first of all, Dos Equis. As you know, we tried with Dos Equis beer before the beginning of every episode. She's got, and beer, with she's her. got beer with her, so she'll be chugging with us as well. Yep. Um, the banner. Banner. We got um, Ball on Instagram at boring underscore Millie. Uh, provided us with this band. We paid for it. Obviously, didn't just give it to us. Yeah. Um, but very, very price-friendly. Um, Great-looking banner also um, for us to have as our backdrop on our podcast video editions. Um, so we appreciate that. One of Justin's coworkers really helps us out with that. And then um, got Brandon Jack, Just Be Kicking It. Um, follow his brand at Just Be Kicking It on Instagram. Go get you a shirt. Go get you a hat. Go get you a hoodie. Go get you a long sleeve and, and mention that one. Um, but I got all that except I need the hat. I got to get a hat. Um, so follow his page and everything. And last but not least, we got Haunt Junkies. Um, Justin Boris. Hey, man. I love them to death. Uh, as you know, we talked about them before. I don't know how many haunts are still up at this time. But, um, you know, it is. I mean, go look at their stuff. If you want to know if it's good, bad, mediocre, they don't ever bullshit. So there's still some haunts open through November. So if you're able to see what they had to say about these haunts, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Uh, and Megan, hope you feel better, man. Um, she's sick, guys. Uh, yeah, go give her a shout out. Go give go serve some love and tell her we're all thinking about her. So um, 
without further ado, let's go ahead and we're gonna let's put Heather on here, man. We're real excited to have her on. So, uh, all right, Heather. Hey, can you hear us? Okay. Hey. Yeah. Oh, much better. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for thank you for doing this. Thank you for being patient. We can't. We're extremely grateful. We can't thank you enough for being on here. Well, thank you. I'm I'm just grateful to be on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I I guess we'll hold on before we even ask you any Ooh, questions. Yeah, before we do anything, we, we gotta, gotta chug our. Do you have your beer with you? Yes. I might have to stop in the middle of the show to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's okay. What kind of beer are you drinking? I didn't have what I wanted, so I'm drinking what I used to drink, Budweiser. Ooh, oh, oh. Budweiser's good stuff. What What did you want? I was going to get Love Street, Carbot. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, he's a big Budweiser guy. He'll drink it on the I golf do, course. I do like Budweiser on the so, golf course. So, uh... I'm not a big fan of Budweiser, but here's to our podcast, man. I'm looking forward to this. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so we look chug it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to actually chug it. We're just crazy into it. Oof. I've had like half a beer because <laughs> I've been drinking it as always. Yeah. Oh, she's going. She's that shit's I got another one, I guess. She killed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Mine is, mine is struggling. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> she's, she's still going. I love it. That's dedication. Yeah. When we put ours in the freezer, we're like dying. I know. It's bad. <laughs> going ham on it yeah no. nice to get like a you had the tall bottle too i know that so, i mean is that 16 yeah, ounces or 12 <laughs> but then we had one of our oh man yeah oh she did weird because we're doing 12 so you're you did more than us yeah <laughs> yeah and like how you how you grew up to love horror and um yeah and just tell us about you man we want to learn about you so okay um, so it started when I was younger and we go into the video stores and pick out whatever VHS tape we want. And I would always, I was always drawn to the horror VHS covers. And, um, my mom liked horror. She let me watch it with her. And then my grandparents liked horror. And so it was, it was normal to me, you know? And then as I got older and stuff happened, um, like I would kind of like cling on to more because it helped me control my, control my fears and anxieties. And I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm the type of person, I watch a romantic comedy and I get depressed because like, that's not how that shit works, okay? It might be <laughs> where the comedy works. So I leave watching a romantic comedy feeling depressed. I watch a horror movie. I know what to expect. I know there's going to be tragedy, you know, like, so it's just, it's just easier for me. I like the thrill. 
I like mm-hmm. the feeling that it gives me. And um, as far as the page goes, I just, um, I don't know. I just, I, um, there was a camp, an account that I'd seen. It was like Ed, Edwin or Elwin film or Elwin, something like that. And this was years ago. And I had already been posting a horror comment, but, um, you know, I just put like a meme here and there. Uh, I didn't really think anyone would care to see what the fuck I was watching. Um, yeah. So, um, so from there, it just, it just, I don't know. I don't. Know. I just kept posting stuff and um, sharing people what I'm pa- sharing with people what I'm passionate about and the movies mm-hmm. I love and stuff like that. And so right. that was the start of that. For those watching, look yeah. at that shit behind her. Look at her movie collection. That shit is inst- Are those? Hold on. Are those all horrors? Or do you have things in there that's like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have made. I have Gattaca. That might be more sci-fi. Yeah. Um. I mean, I have a few that aren't horror. I have more horror over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have more shelves for them, but they're. Sci-fi. But I, the only non-horror that I have on this side are like some of my favorite non-horror movies. Like, mm-hmm. I probably have of uh, The Departed over here somewhere. Or classic, love that movie, The Departed. But yeah, oh, come on. Yeah, come I'll... on. Such you a good like... movie. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it's... Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo is the man. Come on, he should have won. He should have won the Oscar for for Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah. Totally. You seen it? Uh, yeah, I've I've seen it. It's been I haven't seen it since it came out though. So yeah, like I'm foggy on it. I just remember uh, the what are you a fucking now? You know? Oh yeah, Fantastic. I remember that blow like that, but I don't remember enough. Right, right. Yeah, well, he was okay. He was great in The Departed, anyway. He's just a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick though, yeah. since you know you're talking about that sci-fi, but uh, the would you consider Alien or Predator like sci-fi or horror? I'm asking because I mean, he, I guess he says he. Go ahead. I would say technically sci-fi but uh but it's with my horror stuff like i oh yeah (laughs) it's 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 scary but it is sci-fi so it's kind of like how do you Mm -hmm. that yeah yeah i say like alien the first alien is horror to me yeah for those watching sorry for the lag we're we're in two completely different states guys so she's uh She's in Texas and we're in Georgia, so um, we yeah. do apologize for the lag. But I'm just super happy to have her on, and I'm excited we're finally getting to talk to her about this and talk about her page. Yeah. So, um, so we wanted to ask but, about your podcast and your short film. So we wanted to hear a little about a little bit more about those. Yeah. So I know you said that your short film was filmed during the pandemic, so you guys all had to film that yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was um it was fun though. I didn't know I did not know how I'm like, man, 
like you have got to to the well the director is Lauren LaPrey. I think I said his name right. And he he is um he's got his hands in a lot of like different Houston uh not Houston, like horror uh film events where they play them and stuff like that. And then he you know, he's done a lot of work. Um like I thought it was brave to do and I thought it turned out pretty well and it seems pretty so accurate did, for the way the How did you is. shoot that? Like what did you use for your your scene? I used my cell phone. Mm. And then you just sent it to him and he just put it together? Yep. Is that how that worked? Well, we did. I can't remember. I think we did Zoom. I think we got on Zoom and uh, we like talked. Well, he had sent me the script before and then we like talked about it and we agreed to, you know, start before we were going to record to like go through the lines and everything and kind of like fill it out and see, um, see how it was going. Mm-hmm. And I forgot your question. <laughs> oh, that answered it. Just well, on yeah, how it yeah. So, um, but, tell us uh, about your I podcast think- too, as well. So, um, yeah. Oh, didn't you also say to me before we move on to your podcast? Um, didn't you say that this director that you worked with, he was in Terrifier, or he will be in the new one? He's gonna be Terrifier. Part two, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's That's awesome. he's gonna play a role in there. So, yeah, yeah. he's he's yeah, well established. Um, the dude never stops working. Um, <laughs> That's what you gotta do. You so, gotta be able to hustle, what, man. So, um, what about the uh, so like? Cause Terrifier is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so tell us about your your uh, your podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm on one with uh, Guts Podcast. I'm kind of like more of their guest. Like, it's more like a guest role. Um, they've been at it for a couple of years. That's their baby that they've they created together. So, um, before I joined them, I was going to start my own podcast, and then they asked me to join. And then, um, along the way, I just decided to do mine so that I can have the freedom to post and uh, just do what I want on it. Because right. I don't like, I want to be able to have uh, people for a community in there also. I don't feel like they get enough love. And mm-hmm. like, I want my friends to have recognition and be able to have their names out there. So that was kind of like the main main thing that kind of gave me the ambition to go ahead and do it. But nice. I mean, I'm only episode C in it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Episode with Amy and Elsie Holt and then mm. uh, Sean Ellis of Ellis Cinema and then mm. y'all. <laughs> when I put, if I get to put it there, it'll be episode three but no that's awesome a lot like yeah because i mean we planned. we just started too and you know which is why we're grateful to have you you know you got to always start somewhere so you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so 
I got a. Uh, you have anything to ask her before we? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted. Well, I wanted to ask. Like, so you're working on your podcast. So, um, what's like your vision with it? Is there? Are you doing like movie reviews? Are you trying to have guests on to talk? Like, reaching out to actors, other podcasters, collaboration, stuff like that. Like, what is your vision for your podcast? Really, outside of more specifically than just like spreading knowledge about horror. Um, like I said, one way, uh, I told you I get bored easily. So <laughs> I am really, and if I stick to one thing, I'm going to burn out really fast. So mm. with that, I, like I said, I'm trying to hope get friends exposure. And then mm. um, I'll reach out to some, some indie horror uh, mm. directors or actors kind of, you know, they don't get enough love and respect and um then also there are some movie reviews that um are in the works but kind of got a little bit of everything um hopefully i'll get more direct uh, more interviews from directors or producers but you know i'm not gonna hold my breath mm -hmm. <laughs> right so what are um speaking of some indie horrors like later we're gonna Towards the end of this, we're going to talk about your top five. But what are some good indie horrors you've watched recently that you could recommend? Um, the COVID twenty twenty four that I was in, I mm -hmm. I thought it was really great. Um, I think it's pretty freaking accurate considering that it seems like everyone's losing their shit right now. Like I can't even go down the road right. and somebody not. God, somebody who is behind me in a bigger truck. I, I drive a Dodge Charger. <laughs> Push me off the fucking road out of out of the lane that I was already in. I'm like, so like people are losing their shit. And then I like, um, I um, on time. Mm -hmm. There's this movie coming up with Damian Maffei, Holt, Felissa Rose, uh, Grant Filgrove, Hannah mm -hmm. Fearman, who played the siren, or um, I don't know if you remember her as. I like you from the VHS, and then else yes. uh, played in VHS too, and then Damien was the man behind the mask for Stranger Two, and then he Haunt, and then also did I say Pool Party Massacre already? You had Marvick. Um, he's pretty great. Um. Then Lorde also has another one called The Dark Military, which is going to be, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it may be turned into a trilogy. Um, huh. And then, and then there's another one called On Location. Wait, no, the first one's Time's Up, and then the next one's On Location. Sorry, but um, they've got a good cast as well. So those are kind of like the ones that I know of right now. Yeah. I think the last horror. indie film, indie horror film I watched was uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. <coughs> I think that was the last, that was the last indie film I, um, <clears throat> that was the last indie film I've seen. Um, he actually introduced, uh, he recommended that to me. You know, a lot of IFC movies, mm -hmm. there are a lot of, it's a lot of hit or miss. Because that's really most indie yeah. films, really. It's hit or, like, there's really not much of a gray area with indie films, I I feel, personally. Like, it's either good or it's bad. Um, I don't really see, like, and that's with every genre. I don't mean that just in horror, you know what I mean? So, 
Um, but right. as far as like movies go, do you have you acted in anything prior to this short film? Is that like something that you want to continue to do? Is that something you've done before, or like how did you manage to get on that film? It was my first time. Um, he, we just formed a friendship, and he asked me, and um, I was like, "Hell yeah!" And um, at, I'd love to go on with it. I don't know if I'm a good enough actress for anyone to want me for any more roles, though. <laughs> but no, sure, I mean, great. Be fun. You're wanting to get into. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he said. He said. He. She said. He's sure you're great. Um, yeah, it's actually why I moved back to Atlanta was because my uh, my agents are down here. So, um, in Atlanta is like the new Hollywood of the South. Um, that's definitely something I want to do. And like I've I've talked about it before. Um, I wrote like a short a short thriller last year. Unfortunately, had a can't film, couldn't film right now, and. Um, it's actually something I'm doing with Han Junkies, and uh, you know I'm not gonna like right now. Everything's just been put to a halt, especially in Georgia. We're back in the red zone with COVID, and even with the proper yeah. protocols, like I, I wouldn't, like I wouldn't want to put like my friends at risk. You know what I mean? Like I'm willing to go out and go like film, but doesn't mean everybody else is. You know what I mean? So, so. Um, we got to talk about you a good bit. Um, if it's all right with you, we're going to move into talking about hereditary for the second half of this. Yes, please. <laughs> I don't really like talking about myself, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to get to know you, you know, I mean, and want everybody else to get to know you as well. So I think it's important, but I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Um, so we want to get your initial thoughts on the movie. We want to get like why you love the movie, um, like give us a summary of what really draws you to the movie and just anything else you really think about the movie in general before we get into like some talking points about it. Okay. Um, I just like the fact that I'm obsessed with all things witchy, like anything with that kind of background. Um, I don't know if y'all consider it a witchy film, but I do. Oh, yeah. Um, so, huh? Absolutely, with like so the that, cult and everything. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I guess, is it more of a cult? Yeah. I would, I would, me I personally, know. I would say like it's, it's like demonic cultish. Yeah. Mm hmm. But, um, I feel like everyone gave like really good roles, and, and mm -hmm. I mean, like eat there. You know, there wasn't just one like climax. There were multiple points of climax where you were just sitting dumbfounded. I think maybe y'all had said before you just you're just kind of left st sitting there in a stupor, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" And right. you're just. Like, like, I know at one point I had to pause it and just be like, what? <laughs> but um, I just think it's crazy that they went through so much effort to get that end result. Mm -hmm. And um, it just doesn't. 
I love that story. The writing in that is just incredible. Um, I think the whole movie as a whole cohesively is just great. Um, but there's so many things. Like, I've seen the movie over. I couldn't even count it on both of my hands. I've seen it that many times now. Because um, I, wa I watch it. Uh, I mean, I saw it three times in the past week because I was trying to, you know, I was trying to get, because you're, you're just like, you know, a lot about things and I just wanted to be prepared to talk to you about it. Um, but like that movie, just the more you watch, the more you catch on with things that you miss. Because I feel like the first three, four, five times that I watched the movie, I missed a lot. And I was, I think I remember telling you that like I, um, we both did this actually, but after we watched the movie, we went out of our way to go on Reddit, um, you know, Reddit subs to go see, to read about things because you, you know, you miss a lot. And it's like a lot of things that you just don't realize is going on um, in the movie. Um, but for me personally, I think Hereditary is just so unique. Um, everything as a whole, the writing, they casted it so well. Um, me and him always talk about how we think Catherine O'Hara should have, or not Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, Tony Collette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, shit's creaks on my mind. Um, yeah, Tony Collette. Um, we talked about how she should be nom. She should have been nominated. Um, but problem is, is like mo I with horror movies, it's hard for people to get nominated for things. You know what I mean? So, but. The acting in that is incredible. She's fucking phenomenal. Like she just, she made that movie what it was. Yeah, I, so. I feel like she really did. She, like you feel her emotion. Can't mm -hmm. not feel what she's feeling. Like it, it like takes over and consumes you. It's. And then the like the way she's crying and everything like mm -hmm. it's just so I don't know how to explain it. It's just like it's unfathomable, unfathomable, unfathomable to <laughs> understand what she's going through. She's lost her mom close to her at all, you know. And she, they were kind of a, you know they were estranged for I don't remember how long, but. Yeah, you know, you lose her, and then you're like, okay, well, why do I not feel bad that she's gone? And then mm -hmm. you know, with the rest of the events that happen, and mm -hmm. you just keep getting like kind of lost, like, and it's just, yeah, it's it's mind working. Yeah, how do you feel about the rest of the cast performance, so, like building on that track? and building on the grief that happens throughout the movie. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, what was that his name? It, what, what was it Peter or something? Why can't I remember? The son? Name? Yeah, his the, name's Peter. Son? Yeah, it's Peter. Okay, okay. Right. I thought I had it wrong. But um, I thought he was great. I thought Charlie mm -hmm. was great. And Dad, too. I mean... He's like sitting there watching his wife kind of lose her shit with her son, you know, when they're all going through all this trauma. Like, yeah, I get it. Everyone handles things differently, but you still, you, you got to have some tact in that. And 
it was kind of like he right. seemed like he struggled to know what to do in handling the situations whenever she was mm-hmm. having her chaotic moments. And poor Peter, like, mm-hmm. I felt so bad for him. Um, and then I thought I that Charlie played. You didn't feel bad for him? No, it's. He was his sister, man. He was over there trying to smoke some weed and wasn't what. Clearly, you gotta, I mean, you gotta watch out, like, I had a younger sister or young, like, you know, I, I took care of my brother. I watch him all the time. If I'm out in public or whatever the case is, you know, can't clearly she's allergic to nuts. And like, you're not over, like you're too worried about yourself to worry about your sister. And then now it's your fucking fault. But he, he does get like slowly broken down through the movie. Yeah. That's one thing I really love about that is just like, he becomes more and more and more vulnerable the whole like as the movie goes on um which is probably which is why Paymon um ended up choosing him i believe was because of that so um he's a male yeah and he's a male um so as far as uh Matt, for a second yeah go ahead yeah i i see what you are saying and i do completely agree with the peter thing but at the same time, like Charlie said, she does not want to go, and the mom's pushed. Yeah. And so I could see how either one of them would feel at fault or feel guilt. You know, like I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I was either one of them, because the mom's like no, no, no. take her anyway. And yeah, no. Yeah, I was wrong yeah. not to watch her. Then to just avoid what happened at the night and just go go to sleep like everything's cool mm-hmm. um but anyway go ahead yeah i i personally i'm have a different opinion on it than justin does i feel bad for him all the way through because he didn't want to bring his sister to the party it was he disguised it as a barbecue um didn't want to bring his sister to the party um he did step away, like, as kids, we all make stupid decisions. So he just stepped away at a party and was like, thought she would be fine. Right. Didn't know that the cake had nuts in it. Um, and imagine how scared he was when his sister walked in and she was saying she couldn't breathe and he had just finished smoking. So, like, that's just, I I felt so terrible for him. Um, Extra Right. So that's, that's where I fall on because, like, He's the stuff that's happening to him and that family. And like you said, like the dad being the perfect bystander. I mean, if we'll, we'll get to talking about like the dinner scene, for example, with him, um, Tony Clay and Alex Wolf as Peter, but like, he's just there as they're breaking down, like, and get, and laying everything out on the table. Um, so I, I completely agree. I, I feel bad for him in that regard. Um, and throughout the movie, just being weakened, um, but they're all fantastic. And did you know um, Charlie played Matilda on Broadway? No way. I had no, I had no idea. She's I looked at her credits. Actor. Right. I looked at her credits before to see what else she had been in. And it's um, award-winning performance as Matilda on Broadway, which is wild to me. Yeah. She's awesome. awesome. I think the... You know, um, one of the things I always tell people about horrors or like I'm real, um, like, uh, I guess, I don't know, stickler or like I'm real big on is acting is so big for 
for horror films mm -hmm. because a lot of times you can be way over the top because when it comes to horrors it's hard not it's hard or thrillers even um it's hard not to write corny lines you know what i mean so like sometimes yeah. it's hard not yeah and um but the acting can make or break the the film um but in the movie there are five main characters right so like it's mom charlie the dad the son and joan those are like the five you did this whole movie so you got you have an hour and a half worth of movie with just five people essentially right because those are the main characters of the movie but all five of them did a really really great job just acting which made me feel invested Right. So we talked a little bit. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about obviously the iconic scene of um, Charlie having the peanut allergy allergy and dying by having that horrible accident when her and Peter are driving home and hitting the pole. Yeah. Um, For those that don't know, um, it's hard to, just to explain it real quick. Um, this there, it's a horror film about this. Uh, of uh, this family who I guess is part of a cult or and um, they believe in this thing called King Paimon or and he's supposed to um, take shape of a human body but it's got to be a male and it's got to be a vulnerable male and um, the son and daughter that we're talking about are two bodies that he has been in. Well, um, he's, he starts out in Charlie, yeah. and then um, they're trying to get him into a male host because they're promised riches if he does. So what I wanted to ask Heather was yeah. what you thought of, obviously, that iconic scene um, where Charlie dies. Like, that's a, yeah. the pinnacle of the movie, I think. So I want to get your thoughts on that. It's just like, I've, you know, like he's sitting there, you know, having an what do you call it, anaphylactic attack, and mm -hmm. like the kid's stoned, so you he's paranoid as hell, and mm -hmm. he knows he fucked up, and it's just like I can't imagine him just being so scared just to hurry up and get her to the hospital because it's a time limited thing of her getting treatment, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden decapitation happens and it's just like wow and he was just like so i don't know it was mind-blowing to me and then watching how he reacted to it was just i mean i how would you react to that would would you just be like in such shock that you would go upstairs and go to do you say something like you know, right. I wouldn't know how I would, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't Especially know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Like, does he go wake up his mom or something like that? Like, because obviously how she figures out about it is mind-blowing yeah. the next morning. And a testament to what you were saying about how Tony Collette expressed her emotions. Like, the scene of her, like on the ground like saying how she doesn't want to live anymore like that's like after she sees charlie like that's heavy very so heavy and yeah like I feel that really that hard. stuff yeah. yeah so obviously like that's one of the 
things that steamrolls like it that's when you know the movie's kind of not playing around right and so you start getting all this sequence of events that slow tragedies that are happening to the family and um do you think like because i know the the cult symbol is kind of all throughout the movie the one that's worn by her grandma so do you think like it's outside forces throughout the movie that are controlling these events that make this happen i think so um and i could be wrong i have when y'all are saying that i have all this knowledge i'm like this is the one movie that i'm like le have the least amount of knowledge <laughs> um i've only got to watch it so i'm like but um I mean, it, it felt like there were a lot of contributing factors to it because you have the woman who's at the who's the friend of Joan and then she meets Tony Collette's mm -hmm. character. I can't remember her name. She goes and meets her at the grief counseling and she knows who she is and Tony doesn't know. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's like really manipulative, heavy right. scheming. And, you know, some of the characters in the movie um like joan herself did so much to just mm -hmm. to set things in motion that it's just i don't understand why she did it like i can't imagine she just she was so random she just randomly showed up you know like at the beginning when she's in her car and this girl just knocks on her knocks on her uh, car window just to, Mm -hmm. out of nowhere um i at the beginning when i first watched i remember i was like this this random she's so random why is she here mm -hmm. something's got to happen with her because it's just some random person and then um when tony collette saw the floor mat i guess that's when everything changed for her so um yeah yeah so obviously like the movie does a really good job of building like on tragedy all the way throughout and talking all this stuff and the last 30 minutes it becomes like that that standard horror film you know you got people in the background hiding in dark corners you have jump scares over and over like how did you feel about the last like 30 minutes of that movie when tony collette's running all over the place banging her head against the ceiling like crawling on the walls like shit after all that happened like I, I mean i might be doing the same thing it, it was wild and crazy but just think i i don't know it it blew my mind like the whole movie just still gets me um like it's extremely I'm unique like my head up against stuff too and just not yeah. be alive i um did you feel sure uneasy the whole film? Like throughout the whole thing? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because they start off with the mom's obituaries and they go to the house and they show the dad and Peter and he's like, get ready, here's your suit. And then mm -hmm. it's, it's just like one tragedy after the next. And... Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, it couldn't possibly get worse than this, and then does. Yeah. What is your um? What are your thoughts on like so the book? Um, I don't if you remember the book and the drawing and how it correlated to Annie, 
and um, but it ended up killing the father, like there. catching on fire. Yeah. So, what did you think about that that part of the story? Um, someone's at my door again. Um, I'm. That was where she was explaining what was going on. Was that when John was Say that again. What was going on? No, so there's a book no, there where uh, that she throws into the fireplace. It's a book of drawings from Charlie. Um, but whenever she tried to get rid of it, it would start to burn her arm. And then whenever the book is not on fire, mm -hmm. she didn't she wasn't on fire. But she told her husband to throw the book in the fire and and ended up killing him okay. instead of her yeah that's pretty crazy um i don't know what to think about that that's i don't know how someone thought of, of all that um mm. i i personally thought it meant like they me. were not in control Yeah, because yeah, definitely not. It confused me like a they, little bit. I feel like they were in control. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there, there are a lot of parts that kind of left me like, okay, I don't completely understand this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, um, Ari Aster. Ari I Aster. Agree. I don't know if they. Do what? Sorry, go ahead. Say what you're saying. What'd you say about Ari Aster? Uh, he had mentioned that, like, Tony Collette making miniatures and stuff, and um, and in her paint, her being basically the miniature artist is like really tongue in cheek of the film, saying that like they basically weren't in control and they were just being moved around like they were miniatures in a dollhouse, which I thought was really cool with this movie. So it makes sense. Yeah, because that's one of the first few things they cut to. They they mm -hmm. do what? The mom's the grandmother's obituary, then they do the treehouse, mm -hmm. then Peter and them, and then isn't it Tony Collette and they're working in on the figures mm -hmm. or something? Or they zone they zoom in on, on the house. So, yes. Not the treehouse, the doll house. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I I didn't yeah. Because that uh, that whole thing, speaking of those dollhouses, like the very beginning of the movie, one thing I really loved, and um, Ari Aster is really good at doing this because he did it in Midsummer as well, um, is are these transitions. So I don't know if you remember the very, very beginning of the movie with the dollhouse. And, you know, she's working on her craft. But as soon as you zoom into that dollhouse, it zooms into Peter in his bed and then his dad coming into the room. His transitions and specifically this movie, I mean, they were incredible. Very, just just done very, very, very well. Um, and he did the same thing over in Midsummer, Like the same, the transitions that he has, you know, where you, instead of just cutting black and going straight to the next scene, he does so well. Um, and you even see it in all of his other movies. Mm -hmm. So, um, that dude's incredible. I love him. Mm -hmm. I'm a special.
fond of Midsummer. I've, that one's the one that I've watched. Like, every time I watch Hereditary, someone interrupts me, and I'm just like, why? Just let me watch me be in peace. But Midsummer, I've seen that one so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just love when someone goes up in flames. I don't know why. I just felt like you can't help but feel sorrow Fanny, because, you know, in the beginning, what happens with her sister and her family? Mm-hmm. Like, that's some crazy stuff. They're on the edge of breaking And then and it's like feels like he's obligated to take care of her i would rather handle death on my own than have somebody just stick around because they're obligated and then mm-hmm. um like as sick and twisted i was like rooting for her to get with uh what is it is it pell or pelle i always get it wrong it's pell or pelle for what you know like the, cult, the one who brought him to sweden oh, oh. I don't, uh, I don't remember like his the, name. It's Pell or Pell. say it wrong. Uh, yeah. they, I say stuff wrong all the time. But, um, like, he, he's like, do you feel loved by him? Do you feel held by him? And mm. as a, you know, I guess anyone can relate to it because I'm pretty sure everyone's been in a relationship where you just feel like there's nothing really there and you're just dangling by a string and... Mm-hmm. Um, it hurt to get with just do away with Christian because, mm-hmm. like, to him, it was like he did have some sorrow and sympathy there, but it was more obligatory and a burden to him. Even when it was his birthday, home dude remembered it, and she had just told him about it prior to them leaving. Mm-hmm. And her boyfriend knows through this tragedy, and then he's like, "Oh, it's your birthday! Oh yeah, right, my bad." Like what? The- mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the crazy events taking place. Mm-hmm. I was just glad to see him in that bear suit. <laughs> right. Same here. That's what that movie is, and it's cool because it's all in daylight. Yeah, the, the 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 theme, the color, um, the yeah. tone in that movie is completely different than most like horror films. Um, and like at first, when you first watch it, you think it's just weird, you know. Um, until you get probably a little over halfway through the movie, and you realize that that movie, it's like it's a lot of psychological shit. Like it's it, it's a like it really fucks you up in the mind, and it's like. Um, but that's something the Ariaster is good at. Like he does, he does stuff like that. That's good. And also in that movie, I felt uneasy, just the same as I did in Hereditary. Um, whoever their sound supervisor—I don't know if it's the same sound supervisor in Midsummer in Hereditary—but whoever their sound supervisors are did a really, really great job because it's super eerie the whole time. Um, the in in both movies. So okay. or, um, something we like to ask everybody is this your top five movies. Um, doesn't necessarily need to be like a good film, you know, um, but just what are your top five horrors? Because he, for example, Friday the 13th, the se- part seven, that's in his top five. Um, Terrifier is in my top five. Both of those aren't necessarily like smart or 
you know, uh, just a well cohesive story, but it's just something that we enjoy. Mm -hmm. So what are your, um, what are your top five horrors? Right. Uh, Reanimator, My mm. Bloody Valentine, the original, but I do also have a lot of love for the remake, especially mm. the Tom Mackens in it. Um, right, did I already say Friday the 13th Part 2? You did not. Nope. The Neon Demon, and I would say, do what? Me. I like that you said Neon Demon. You know, about yeah, we just didn't catch your fifth one. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Um, probably Nocturnal Animals. I don't know if that's more. Um, it's between that and it's summer. And then The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. If that's for a more thriller, but um, they're all pretty, pretty great. So, what are y'all talking? Right. So, Fives? so mine. I'm, I'm hoping I get this right from when I originally said it. Um, did you write it down? I probably. I think I did write it down. I got it somewhere in here. Um, I'm gonna pull that up real quick. But I love that. Um, I love that you have Reanimator in there because that's not a common one that I know people like, but I actually love those movies. Um, and yeah, so I love Reanimator. So I got my five up. So my five are Conjuring is one, um, Hereditary is two, um, Friday Part Seven is three, and this is in no order. Um, and then the the Strangers, just that came out, and not the yeah. second, not the second one, just the original The Strangers. And I love Cabin in the Woods. I absolutely love Cabin in the Woods. So they're like they're new age ones, except for Friday the Thirteenth, um, because I was pretty much scared of everything before when I first started <laughs> watching it. Um, mine are, are in no order. Lights out. Um, Hereditary. The original Halloween, As Above, So Below, and um, Child's Play. But I would definitely throw a Terrifier in there for uh, just an honorable mention. I love Terrifier. I actually showed that to my little brother who's like 12. Actually, he's 14 now, but like when he was 12, I think that's when I showed it to him. So, so what's your favorite out of all of your five? So, how excited. What? What did you say? Out of all my five? Yeah. Out of all five, um, I kind of like it's like oh, I'm so bad at choosing. I'm gonna say ne the Neon Demon, but it mine mine changes. Like, uh, my top five might be different on another day. Um, there's just so many good ones out there. <laughs> But I really like everything. But I also, I don't know. It's too hard to choose. <laughs> mm. um, I think this is a good spot. Now we've talked about your top five. Um, to kind of give you an opportunity to plug your Instagram. Um, 
talked about, just like mention the name of your um, short film we kind of talked about before and mention the name of your podcast one more time before we wrap this up. Okay. Um, my Instagram is Heather underscore score whore. So it's Heather Love Whore. Um, the movie is COVID 24. You can find it on YouTube. You can watch it for free. It's a, it's like a, probably about a 30 minute short horror film. Um, and then I do two, um, two, two podcasts, one with Guts podcast from kind of like more, yes. And then my own, which I recently just started Heather loves horror. And, um, if you're looking that up, you just type in Heather or with no spaces or anything. Um, did I answer everything? Yeah. Well, uh, I, sorry for like, I, thanks for being patient with us today. So this is our first time using StreamYard. So, um, hopefully it comes out. Okay. Thank you for jumping on with us. I we really appreciate it. Um, I can't thank you enough, man. I let's. I'm glad we got to talk to you about hereditary. And got to talk to you. Got to know you a little bit better. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, hopefully, everybody follow her, man, because we love her. So, thank you. Heather loves horror. What's your favorite scary movie?